Here they come! Hello and welcome to episode 140 of Effectively Speaking, the podcast that takes a look at some of the special effects sequences of film and television, be they classic, average or duff. I'm your host Eric Moore and today we have the first part of a two-part special and in this first one I'm joined by Ian Marchant to look at the first Flash Gordon serial of 1936 to see how much it's derived from its newspaper strip source material and how they went about realising it. After that, we'll have part two, looking to see how true the 1980 version is to both. Before we get started, though, a little correction. Um, You'll hear me say to Ian that in the serial, the undersea city of the Sharkmen isn't in it. It is, it just isn't in the version that Ian and I watched. Um, I've just discovered this while looking around for a sound effect of the uh, Ming's rockets. So, uh, apologies for that. Sharkmen are in it, they just weren't in the version we saw. Oh, hello. Are you ready to go back to your school holidays, Ian? I am. Summer holidays. Do you remember summer holidays as a kid? When school would end, you've had the ga- the, the, the whole day of playing board games. Mm-hmm. You know, you've played your War of the Daleks and Lost Bits, and you've, you've played Ludo, and there's always some sad kid that brings in his Christmas compendium yep. and gets shunned for the rest of his life. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you, you're going home, and that's Friday, and you have a little weekend, and then Monday morning, 8.30 in the morning, probably. Yep. BBC Two music. BBC Two. Always BBC Two. Always BBC Two. Well, it's weird, isn't it? Because people don't remember that that there was no programs on during the day when we were kids. No. You had you had schools. All the school programs. Or school. Yeah, you had the school programs on on BBC Two and BBC One. Usually there was nothing on. There was no. It was a test card. Yeah, test card. It's weird, isn't it, to think back. That's not that long ago. I can remember when TV used to be, yeah, on ITV, it was school programs. Yep. We will talk about Flash Gordon in a minute. It was school yep. programs. Then it was the children's things, wasn't yep. it? The, so you, you got to like, you got to half, half 12 in sort of dinner time and you would have your rainbows and your yep. Jamie and his magic torch. Then you would have like one o'clock Sullivan's, something like that. Yeah. And then Paint half, along with yeah. Nancy. Paint along with was, Nancy. Oh God, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, um, or, or then, the Galloping Gourmet. Galloping Gourmet. I used to love the Galloping Gourmet. I loved this show. Um, and then you would get to about two-ish, and it would go into your armchair theatres and, and adult sort of stuff. And that was yeah. it for kids, wasn't it? And yeah. Then, yeah, until four o'clock Until or four o'clock, and then it would all start again. And then summer holidays, you would have telly aimed at you as a kid. In the morning, In like the mornings, you say. Why don't you... Yeah. Whirly Birds, yeah. Champion the Wonder Horse, Champion yeah. the Wonder Horse. I used to love that. What a weird program that was. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then there was always, there was always a serial. A serial and a serial. and comedy shorts. You had your Lauren yes. Hardys, yes. your Harold oh, Lloyds, Harold Lloyd. your Charlie Chaplin's, you know. And they um, were... I'm, I'm descending to my childhood here. It's like a therapy session this well done. 
But isn't it brilliant because they were using old shorts and serials for entertainment for children in the 70s and yes. we lapped it up didn't we we did well i think this this sort of goes back to the black and white versus color thing isn't it is that when we were kids black and white was the norm most people didn't have a color telly mm-hmm. i know pe- people go oh, come out in 1971 most people didn't have them till like late 70s early 80s um so we didn't know these were ancient old black and white things we thought champion of wonder horse far from being dead and gone to the great glue factory in the sky, we thought he was running around somewhere in America. Yeah. A current star. Yeah, we, we watched Whirlybirds and didn't realise that that was a 1947 helicopter or whatever. Mm. Yeah, we, we, we thought this was new. Mm. And it was to us. You might also used to get things like, remember Robinson Crusoe? Oh, yes. Da, yeah, da, yeah. Da, 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 da. You're very musical tonight, oh, Ian. I am. I, I had a coffee earlier. It's gone straight to my brain cells. Are you going to do the Flash theme when we start talking about it? I, well, yeah, because uh, this what's what's weird is at the time to 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 you, like to me, and is it the same to you that this music is the Flash Gordon music, not the Bride of Frankenstein music? No, it's Flash Gordon, it's and Flash it's Gordon, odd when yeah. you watch Bride of Frankenstein. And it's it like just, yeah. that's from Flash Gordon, but of yeah. course it's not, is it? You know, no, it was it was the, the this this whole idea of the serial especially the Flash Gordon one, it was um, his tuppence, go and raid the stock rooms. So mm. all, all the sets were reused. I mean, I loved, in, this, in tonight's one we're discussing, I loved seeing the mummy, the, the set from the mummy, the mummy yeah. you know, the original. Oh, I love that. Um, so they would reuse sets, all the costumes were reused, all the music was reused. Um, so this is an exercise in, in make, do and mend, mm. isn't it? Mm. It's glorious. And I, I was thinking, they must have repeated Flash Gordon quite a bit because it, yeah. it's it's gone into your psyche, hasn't it? Yeah. That music is ingrained. The noise of the, oh, the rockets yeah, the, as they're yeah. flying around, the, the, the firing rockets, of the, the rockets. video phone. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's ingrained. The, I can just hear a Jetex motor popping, and I'm <laughs> I'm watching Flash Gordon. Um, yeah, the music, the like, say the uh, the Bride of Frankenstein did it. Oh, you are yeah. musical tonight. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's 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 like music and sound is like smell, isn't it? It, it bring it, your memory it, triggers. It's so evocative, isn't yes. it? Yeah. yeah, very evocative. That's a good word. Very evocative. And um, this this especially was. I I haven't watched this. Oh God, since the early days of DVD. You know, since when oh, when was really, the early really? days DVDs nineties something like that. Late 95? 90s, was it? It was after Laserdisc. Laserdisc it, was yeah. mid to late 90s, wasn't well, well, it? Weirdly, these were available on Laserdisc, but they were big box sets, and Laserdisc yeah. was very expensive. And I wasn't, I weren't averse to spending a lot of money on Laserdisc. I remember paying £110 for the Jaws. Good Lord. Jesus. Um, but, yeah, for some reason I didn't get these. So when they come out on DVD, um, which is, I think you've got the same set as me, isn't it? Which is the third series, I want to say. Flash Gordon third. Conquers the Universe. or so- Flash Gordon Soldiers Conquer the Universe. Strange yes. tale. Um, <laughs> yeah, it came out on DVD and I, I rushed to buy it. And of course, it's it's awful quality. Terrible quality. Um, so I never, I never bothered getting the rest. Mm. It, it's really weird. Now... The second one, uh, Trip to Mars, I think was the one... That seemed to be the one they showed the most of. I remember the mud people a lot. Yes. The the rock people. Oh, yes. You remember them? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Because also they 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 sort of did other uh, serials, didn't they? Like um, Ray Crash Corrigan's Undersea mm. Kingdom. That seemed to get shown a lot. Mm. Um, but yeah, this was the first time I've seen this in a long time, and and despite many many caveats on the version we watched, uh, it stood up. Mm. It stood up. Now, yes, the version we watched, we've yeah. watched this on Amazon Prime, haven't we? Yes. And, uh, I, I yeah, don't know you, if... Yeah, you thought that because it's available on Amazon Prime, obviously anyone that's listened to this that's got Amazon Prime, they could go off and watch it. But I'm not sure I'd recommend that anymore. I'm no. not sure. No. And also, I don't know how Amazon Prime works globally. I don't oh, no, know I don't if know, yeah. Amazon Prime for us in the UK is the same as Amazon Prime in the US. Do you get the same it's things? Different, and I imagine it's got to be different because there's different markets. So uh, we would, we I think we we were sort of mentioning this just before we started recording is that that the only versions you seem to be able to get now are public domain stuff, isn't it, for Flash mm. Gordon, um, which is generally really really ropey copies now this this one though is is a is a weird sort of thing they've done isn't it they've they've edited the the what the 15 13 part serial down yes to one hour seven minutes yeah i mean perhaps we should perhaps you should say what a serial was Right, because yes. I, mean, I imagine if you we might have youngsters this, out there <laughs> they might do yeah and they'll think it's what you have for breakfast or if you're really cool what you have for tea Mm. Did the kids still eat tea? I don't know. Jesus, I'm getting old. Um, yeah, so a cereal was was they in in the uh, sort of thirties and forties. They they would want, want you. It's the loyalty card of cinema, really, isn't it? The yep. cereal. It's a way of getting you to come back. So what they would do is they would make very cheaply, like a, a thirteen or fourteen part uh, cereal, and it was they were usually about ten, twelve minutes each, fifteen minutes if you're lucky, and it was a series of of small vignette adventures that linked loosely mm-hmm. um and so they would show one the cinema would project one per week so uh you know whatever film you go and see that week you would see the serial before it and then the idea was you'd be so enthralled by this you want to find out how your hero escapes from someone in a an old roman centurion costume um so you would go back the next week and it was like a, a way of of getting loyalty um, it seems so uh, archaic now, doesn't it? Well, it's it's where the cliffhanger came from, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Each one ended on a cliffhanger. I mean, Doctor Who would yeah. would, would take up that uh, tradition in '63. But yeah, but what I love about them, um, I mean, I've got a number of serials. My favourite ones being the uh, the '40s Batman serials. Yes. And oh, yeah, they're good. Yeah. It, they are outrageous the yeah. way a cliffhanger will happen. And then the following week, the resolution to the cliffhanger is completely ludicrous, right? Yes. And doesn't yeah. make any sense. Now, you're supposed to go a whole week before you watch the next one. So you can take liberties with that, yeah. you know. And particularly, you know, some of them, these serials were created during the war. One of the Batman yeah. were, 43. You've got a war to think about in that week before you next go back to the cinema. So you yeah. You you would misremember it, uh, but but it's would. quite outrageous. <laughs> and and we have an instance here in Flash Gordon when yep. he and Aura fall down the pit. Yeah, that's yeah. that was a cliffhanger ending of I yep. think part one, and they just land on a trampoline. You know, yeah. you know. So. Well, I always remember it was in Buck Rogers, and this was this was they used to show Buck Rogers well because Larry Buster Crab played Buck Rogers as well. Um, and there's there's one episode in Buck Rogers where they. They just they they've got these para capes that they they they're like a cape that you can wear and you can jump off things and it will 
glide you down. Uh, and they they they're raiding um, Killer Kane's fortress, and they have to. They're trying to jump over the parapet to escape, and Flash runs towards the to jump over the parapet with his power cape. And um, the guard rushes in, shoots him, and they drag him off. And you think, oh, my God, how's he going to get out of that? He's captured. And then the following week, he makes it. He jumps off the thing and escapes. <laughs> and it's like, what, what? But as a kid, if you're watching it a week ago, you're, you're going to trust the film more than you're going to trust your memory. So yes. you're going to go, oh, I must have misremembered. Oh, I missed. Oh, I, I've got to pay more attention. <laughs> yeah, it, it's lying. I mean, is it, do you think it's like the first indication that kids get that – cinema lies on grown-ups lie yeah, yeah. grown-ups like yeah yeah it's it is it is weird but yeah there was there was loads of good ones wasn't there there was um i loved king of the rocket man oh that, that was a good one yeah that and was superman really superman oh yes yes jumping on his mini trampoline to yep. go out the window that's what king of the rocket men did as well is a little yeah. trampoline just by the window wasn't that was it? it yeah king yeah king of the rocket man he, he would he would. I mean, I, I love it in a mystery science theatre where it's nipple, nipple, tweak, tweak, because he had these two. <laughs> yes. But but I love the the fact that on his chest he had a control panel and it had two knobs up and down. Yes. <laughs> so they were simpler times, yeah, weren't they? They, they, they were, were naive times. times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I they're they're so they're so reminiscent of I I think anyone of our age's childhood. And what is really stunning about it is you know these serials were made in the 30s and 40s yeah. and then weren't remade at all but yeah and but in the 70s that's all there was between the 30s and the 70s and yet you know they create such a strong impact and i don't know about you but i don't know any more flash gordon after my childhood until the 80 film i never watched the cartoons i never watched the defenders of the earth or whatever it was called. i, I remember so. watching there was there was a filmation uh version of flash god that i seem to remember but i think i remember it more for the toys that were available but yeah i know i didn't really i i think i was just at the wrong age for defenders of the earth mm, I except was, for I, knowing the music defenders of the earth um, another song. Another song. It's a good job we're not on YouTube, and it we'd get copyright yeah. straight. straight <laughs> no, not the way you sing it. No, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> their their, their uh, algorithm to find it will go. Nope, that's safe. Yes, yeah. <laughs> nothing like it. <laughs> um, yeah, there, there wasn't because I know I know um, Star Wars was going to be Flash Gordon, wasn't that? Was the original yes. idea? George Lucas also remembered these uh, childhood serials and ever in a desperate attempt to regain. Uh, nostalgia for a more innocent time. He wanted to do Flash Gordon, but couldn't get the rights, which is seems weird now, doesn't it? Because mm. who was protecting these rights? Mm. I yeah. don't know. Do you do you ever? Because I know you've recently got it, but do you, do you remember reading the, the no, Alex Raymond I, strips? I don't. I don't. I, that, I I remember liking the the artwork of yes. the Alex Raymond strips, but that's only because in the middle seventies. There, for some reason, there were tons of books on horror films. Yes. There were tons of yep. books on science fiction films, you know, and there was always, you, you, you could be relied upon to have one black and white panel from an Alex Raymond one. It's usually him dueling with Ming or something like yes, that. Yes, yeah, you would have, very, very stylized, iconic. And I mean, and fair enough, the, I mean, this, this version we're discussing today and the, to a certain extent, the, um, 1981 version both borrow heavily from those comic strips don't they yes, the, well, the, the look of them yeah I, I have to say we have gone down this path before on effectively speaking tim and i actually talked about this very 
story, but only episode oh, right. one. But in, and it was in the early days of Effectively Speaking, where you talked about one very right. specific scene. And really, it, it, it was really them landing on Mongo that we talked about. So yeah. we're revisiting it for today. Um, and we're going to be looking at the effects of this, yeah, this re-release version, this truncated version, yes. which is called Rocket Ship, isn't it? On uh, It is, yeah, it's called on, Rocket Ship. Yeah. Um, what's, uh, what's weird is it's both it's both a strength and a failure for, isn't it? Because it does cut, cut out a lot of repetition because mm-hmm. the serials did have a lot of, there was a lot of um, get captured, escape, get captured, escape. So it cuts that out, but it also is a bit like watching, you know, a super eight version of something, isn't it? That the, the store, you, you get the story, but you're missing a lot of the nuances. Yes. Um, and I, I was really surprised with the amount of character, growth and a character arc that Flash himself has in this. And you mm. really get a feeling for it in this cut-down version, but it must have been so much more to watch. I must try and get hold of the whole thing. I'm sure it's probably available on YouTube or something. Yeah, I um, think that's where Tim yeah. and I watched it. Right. Um, gotcha. You know, that, that just episode one, you yeah. know. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is a special. This is a two-part special, as I say. You know, um, this week it's it's you and I talking thirty-six. Um, next week it's me and Andrew talking eighty. Um, but a bit different to what Tim and I did, where we talked about one specific short scene from episode yeah. one. We're going to look at the yeah this this truncated version, but also look to see how much it compares with the Alex Raymond original yes. original newspaper strip because I, I've gone out and bought it and it's a beautiful edition um, off of Amazon that I got. I think it was about £16 and it's yeah. huge and it, it, it's very thick and it's in, you know, a landscape uh, format yeah. to show off the artwork and the artwork is, is stunningly beautiful. It really is. And it is it's strange as well, isn't it, that, that the, the serial episodic format, you can see why when they were thinking of you know thinking of serials that that they went with adapting newspaper strips because it makes perfect sense because newspaper strips are very much in small chunks that you don't necessarily have to have seen the one before to real to no. get what's going on and if you miss a few yeah that's all right um and usually so, yeah, there's it, a cliffhanger at the and end usually of it there's well. a cliffhanger yeah so so it's a it's a clever it's a clever way of adapting one medium to another mm. um because I I don't I think I don't think anyone's going to sit through like a a fifteen chapter serial that isn't in this sort of format. They're no. not. If if you cut say you say you took Lord of the Rings all three of them, edited them all together, and then cut it into fifteen parts of twenty minutes each, that's unwatchable. Because mm. because you're going to get what. Well, nothing happened in that twenty minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about, uh, so yeah, you and the, these short episodes also had they had a rhythm themselves, weren't it? So you had a get out of the last bit. Yeah, move the plot along. Move the plot along a bit. Another cliffhanger. Another scrape. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> cool. Um, it's yeah, it, it's a it's a beast unto itself. I think. Mm. All right, well, let's talk about the beast then, yes. shall we? Let's get into it and, and talk all beastie. Did you want to sing us in? Da-da, da-da, da-da. I can't remember the, the main music now. Coffee's it goes. Like that, doesn't it? That's Black Beauty, isn't it? Oh, yeah, that's Black Beauty. 
Let's Black Beauty hour, and character coming soon. Yeah, let's yes. just do an hour of us, uh, us misremembering. Murdering theme tunes. Yeah. No, no. Let's yeah. move on. Let's move on. All right. Uh, so. Yes. Why did you enter my kingdom? To save you from your folly. Your meaning. Your planet is rushing madly toward the earth from which we came. The collision can mean only the destruction of both. There will be no collision. I control absolutely the movement of this planet. And I will destroy your Earth in my own way. Why destroy the Earth? Why not conquer it? Why not? How did you enter my kingdom? In a rocket ship of my own design. You are a remarkable man. I can use you. Take him to the laboratory, give him everything he requires, except his freedom. All right, so let's get started. We've got Professor Gordon. Yes, at a, at I didn't a... even remember this guy. No. I thought no. I was watching it and thought, oh, have they added bits in? Is this like a, a, a bookend in to, to, to explain the plot? But no, this was in the original, wasn't it? Yeah, so, so Flash Gordon's dad. His daddy is a, a yeah. huge telescope. Um, yes, he's he's at uh, uh, some observatory. Yes, somewhere. it's a very War of the Worlds, this. It's like the very, narrator yes, being shown is, Mars yeah. through the giant telescope. Yeah, they don't waste any time. That was the other thing with these things. They don't they don't really waste any time getting into plot, do they? No, not a lot of build-up. So, yeah, they've noticed that uh, uh, an- another planet is heading towards the Earth. Yeah. Um, weirdly, though, they sort of... They seem to have known this for a while, but they choose today to panic about it. Yes, um, yes, yes. I, di- I didn't quite... I thought. I wonder if this is explained more in the non-truncated version. Mm. Uh, that that why why this is happening. Oh, it but might yeah, have been. Yeah. yeah, it could could be. We might it, we might um, we might be misjudging some of the story elements here. I sort of think we're probably not. No. But but we'll give it a benefit now. But yeah, it, this this is weird as well, isn't it? Because because I'd sort of forgotten. I know in the uh, in the nineteen eighty version. So Flash is a, a a bit of a a jock, a bit of a, a bit of a uh, just a, a thick athlete, isn't he? Yes. And I always remember the the nineteen thirties one is that he's this adventurous scientist, a bit a bit Doc Savagey. Mm. He's a bit of everything. But it's interesting in this one to start with, he is just a thick jock, and he? he's like, oh yeah. yeah, let's do that. And his dad's a scientist. Yes. It's like we couldn't get the scientist, so we got the scientist's son. That's yeah. close. <laughs> it's a weird thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, so so the world's going to end. Yes. I mean, they, they seem okay about it. They're not they're not panicking that much. They're like, okay, the world's going to end. Uh, and so Flash is is in some European country somewhere, and he's oh, going to. Oh no, no, yeah. hang on a minute. Be, be, before we see Flash, though, we see the approaching planet, don't oh, we? Oh yes, because yeah, we Professor see a model Gordon. Of the... Planet, yep. Yeah, it, it's that time in in filmmaking where if you're looking at the planet Earth, it's a model with twinkling yes. stars around it, and there's no cloud formations. You would, you wouldn't Earth. be surprised if a little biplane flew around the the equator and it was the Universal logo, would you? On mm. this case, it's yeah, it's there's clouds in space. Yes. Very, very cloudy and smoky in space. Well, Tim come up with an explanation for that because on on the previous one we had mentioned. Why are there clouds in space? And he 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 posited the theory that this is a like like a visual representation of radiation 
or the Van oh, Allen right. belt or something like that. I don't think so. I think it's, no, just, clouds I think it's just clouds in space. I mean, because... I, I, thought, I thought you were going to say that it's like a representation of the, the pollution above the observatory. No, oh, like, no. And they're looking through it. No, 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 no. Um, also, but, you've but got remember, to remember... I was going to say, yeah, you might be saying the same thing. Remember, though, we're, we're going, oh, they're using a model. They couldn't use a photograph. Well, I was just... I was going to say similar. Yeah. At this point, nobody had sent anything into space to take a photo nope. of exactly. the Earth from space. So nobody knew. Yep. No what, one, had, no one where, had seen the Earth from space. That's a, that's astonishing, isn't it? It is. And we're making a science fiction serial when you yep. don't even know what your planet looks like. You know, it is astonishing. All right. So I mean, for all I, they knew, when you approached another planet, there might have been clouds in space. Hmm. Well. So we're going to compare and contrast where we can. Yes. All right. What we see in this compared to what was in the original newspaper strip. Uh, this is right? where I, I will rely on you. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know the first panel because I sent you That's, a yes. photo oh, yesterday, God. right? Yeah. Now I'm going to talk about the first panel. Right, yeah. oh, not, okay. the not the second panel. panel. Okay. The first panel we ever, ever see in Flash Gordon is a newspaper headline which yep. says, World coming to an end, strange new planet rushing towards Earth, only miracle can save us, says Source. Yeah. You know? More sensible times back then, because with the pandemic that we've got at the moment, as soon as the newspapers say there might be a second wave, everyone goes out and starts panic buying again. Yeah. You don't see any panic buying in Flash Gordon, do you? Well you, well, you see a lot of stock footage of of, of crowds. Don't oh, you? are they running to the supermarket to get toilet? Well, around, I think, think they might be. Well, the, the weird thing is, they say they show they show in the film version they show um, they show scenes stock footage of. I, I, I'm at first I thought, oh, it's it's uh, VE day, and that. and I thought, no, that hasn't happened either. Oh God, right. what is this? So I'm presuming it's something to do with the announcement of the First World War, possibly the end of the First World War. Um, because it's crowds celebrating. No, there's riot. Happy, it, it, it's know? film of riots yeah. um, in, in, in some of those scenes. Um, yeah. um, it, it's rioting crowds. Um, but uh, no, we find that someone that we haven't seen yet called Zarkov has got yeah, a... Zarkov. Yeah, yeah, it's got yeah. a crazy theory about what to do about it. And it's something involving a rocket ship. Um, and yeah, we've got all this stock footage to say that the world is panicking. Yep. And uh, Professor Gordon gets a telegram from Flash saying that he's called off his polo game so yes. he can be there at the end. Was he a polo player in the... He was. Oh. I've got it here. It, um, well, no, I'll tell you when he appears, all right? Right, okay. So, yeah, Flash is... is I love the way... Oh, I'd like to stay, fellas, and finish this polo game, but I'm going to stop it early because I need yeah. to be with my dad when the world ends. Yeah, the world's ending, guys, so it probably doesn't really make much sense for us to finish this polo league mm. you know yeah it's very very strange everything everything is very blasé about the end of the world here isn't it it's it is very much, it's know, very sensible and orderly isn't yeah. it i like later on when when they when we see um Zarkov's spaceship and flashes very much oh he got it working there yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, okay yeah. yeah now the newspaper strip has representations of people panicking around yes. the world uh, oh does it Oh, yes, yes, and that's the second panel that I uh, sent you. Um, yeah, it hasn't dated well, has it? It hasn't. No, I, I, I don't, I'm not entirely sure you even should read it out. No, I'm not. Fair, no, I'm no. not going to read it out, and I'm not, not going to put yeah. the uh, the photo yeah. up on Facebook because, yeah, no, it's a yeah. different 
time. A different world. A yeah. different world, thankfully. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, that that like you said in the reply, it's like reading the original Tintin. Tintins, yes. Albums, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's panic around the world in the newspaper strip, but it's Zarkov who's at the telescope in yeah, the newspaper Zarkov. strip. He's I love, all alone. Um, I love this Zarkov. I remember as soon as I saw him, I remembered him, and I saw as a kid, um, he was he was my sort of hero in this. I, I don't know why, but I this it. is why I reckon you like Professor Bergman in Space Nineteen Ninety Nine. I, so, yeah. I was know? always attracted to elderly men in short shorts. I was going to say I'd completely yeah. forgotten. Later on, we get oh, hot pants. Jesus, aren't they tight? Isn't and Anne's, it? Watch, Anne's watching it. She goes, "Is he wearing tights?" I, said, I don't think he is. <laughs> I think they he's bare legged He's he's going uh, he's going open air, isn't he, old Zarkov? Isn't it astonishing that the males wear the tightest of hot pants yeah. and the women wear dresses right down to their ankles? I, I, I quite most like. Of the I time. think it's I think it's very progressive of them. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. So back to you know the serial, and yes. we've got stock footage of a plane. I'm glad they use stock yes. footage rather than a model on wires because we see model on wires later yeah. on, don't we? It's stock it footage could, of yeah, a plane. It, it could very much have been. Uh, yeah, the, the 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 plane from the Universal logo again, couldn't it? Just yeah, flying along, but just yeah, going just around, around. Footage. This yeah. this is fascinating as well, isn't it? This 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 sums up how different a world it was back then. So this is a commercial a commercial flight. Obviously, yes. they didn't have you know they didn't have airliners of the size we have now back there. So this commercial flight, probably what about thirty people in there, something like yeah. that. Quite nicely spaced out, you know. Everyone's smoking. Everyone wears hats. Like it looks it. like the planes yeah. we've got in um, the Indiana Jones films because yes, yeah, it's very, exactly very the same similar. time. Yeah, it's set exactly similar. the same time. Yeah. And I, I love the fact that like the, the they're hitting a lot of turbulence and and um, like people are going, why? Why is there turbulence? And the, the pilots go, ah, oh, it's that rogue planet causing it. <laughs> yes, uh, like matter of fact. And then they just come out. They walk out of the cockpit and go, yeah, we're probably going to have trouble landing. So if you want to jump out the door with your parachutes now. Like, yes. Hang on, this is a commercial airliner. They can, if they choose, if they choose, jump yes, out. Yeah. You know, yeah. and they do. You know, they do. Oh, oh. So, so in the turbulence, um, uh, Dale takes it upon herself to have a quick fumble and a feel, a flash, doesn't she? Yes. Um, so it's yeah, it's very progressive, isn't it? It's very role reversal. Hmm. Um, so they meet, and then they decide to jump out, but she doesn't want to jump out because obviously. You know, she's girly. So Flash pushes her out the plane yes. <laughs> and then and then jumps out without his parachute and holds on to her parachute. So he's a bit of an in, uh, a reckless endangerer, isn't he? Yes, he, he is yeah. rather. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they land. They do? Well, they, well they, yeah, they plummet. And yeah, they plummet. We don't actually see them land, I don't think. Do no, 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 no. You cut to them, they're in this out. forest, aren't they? Yeah. And as they land, you see a beard with a gun. Yes, this guy with a beard and a gun, and a Not rocket a ship the in the trees, yeah. you know, and a rocket ship is in the oh, trees love, as well. I love these rocket ships; they're so phallic, aren't they? They're oh, so boy, are they? Yes. Yeah. Um, now, in the strip, yep. um, the plane is the same, right? Okay. There's less people in it. Flash is on board. Flash is described here. It is Yale graduate and world-renowned polo player. Yeah. Back right. when polo players were world-renowned. Yes. And then it says, and Dale Arden, and her description, a passenger. Oh, wow. So they really fleshed her out. They fleshed they... her out, didn't they? A for passenger. Some, yeah, for some reason. Um, and I, don't, I, I think I'm mixing her up with Lois Lane. I, I just assumed that Dale was a reporter. 
No. Is she a not. reporter in the 1981? No. What I is she in the 1981 as in the passenger? I don't know. I, I can't remember. Yeah. She's on the plane with Flash. Yeah. And she turns up, doesn't she? Just as Flash is getting on board. That's true, yeah. And, and oh, we'll mention some, that next week. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll try and remember that for next week. Yeah. So, in the strip, the plane ha- actually has its wing snapped off um, right, by yeah. a meteor which has come from the approaching planet, right? I imagine um, they couldn't afford that. Yeah. Well, in the serial, we've got these superimposed rocks, haven't we? Glowing yes, rocks yeah. falling through the sky that have just been put over the footage. Yeah, but so yeah, the, the wing nugget. snaps off. The two bail out, and they land right next to Zarkos Observatory, Lucky, right? Yeah. And right next to it is his rocket, but it's a traditional vertical takeoff rocket. Okay, ah. it's not horizontal like uh, like we're going to see it. It's, does it does it even look like the the film version? No, it's basically like a. Uh, a V2 rocket with a very pointy nose. That's interesting, because it's a V2 rocket, but before V2. Yeah, yeah. They're slimmer. Also, Ming's rockets, rocket ships, are, are, are similar to that as well, yeah. at least to begin with. They grow wings and stuff later on. Um, so they're threatened by Zarkov and his gun. Yes. And, and um, they're ordered aboard. Okay, now this is in the strip. Okay. Um, in the strip, they're ordered aboard the ship because Zarkov's going to take off because he's going to sacrifice himself by crashing his ship into the planet, thus diverting its course. Uh, not great at physics, Mr. No, Zarkov, he's not that good a scientist, no. you know. He thinks the other two, Flash and Dale, are spies, so they're going to die with oh, right. him. Oh, so he's a different character. Because I, I always... <coughs> because I, I, I don't, didn't really remember this this first serial, so I got a feeling they didn't show it that often. So in the 1981, I was always a bit, I was like, oh, that's weird that, that Flash doesn't know Zarkov, and Zarkov is a bit of a an anti-hero to start with. Um, so it's interesting that that is in the original one, because he's, it's all very, it start. I mean, in in this, the, the film version, Zarkov is pointing a gun at them, but he very quickly brings Flash around to his way of thinking, doesn't he? Basically, it's a very quick argument of um, Flash recognises the rocket ship, so therefore recognises Doctor Zarkov, because yes. polo players presumably keep up to date in <laughs> on you know on flying rockets. Uh, Maybe he's heard about him from his dad. You Could know, his be, dad's yeah. a no, scientist. That's, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'll, I'll forgive him that then. Um, and Zarkov says, so basically, say Zarkov says, "I'm going to go to the planet and and try and." Alter its course. Yeah, alter its course somehow. I don't. I don't think he's going to crash into it. I mean, he's not that much of an idiot in this one. Um, and basically, Flash goes, "No, no, no, you're mad. We're not going with you." And he goes, "Oh, come on, then." And then Flash goes, "Yeah, all right." <laughs> That's pretty much the argument. That is the argument. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but Zarkov's right because he sort of says, well, "What else are you going to do? The world's going to end." Yes. It's yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. would you go with him? I'd go with him. Yeah. Well, yeah. If the choice is. Like you're going to die in a in an unconvincing forest in Europe, or you get to go on a rocket ship and you might survive. Yeah, I'm on the rocket ship. Go for it. Yeah. And his spaceship is lovely, isn't it? You know, it's a beautiful it's gorgeous, design. Yeah. Um, um, Have you ever made one of these? I've I've made them. I've made ships in the style of Flash Gordon, oh, right. and uh, yeah, actually, I keep meaning to do more like a, a war rocket Ajax type. And, yeah, uh, oh, that's good. Yeah. I, I might do it sometime. But no, no, it's a classic design. And, and it's been recreated full-size beautifully, hasn't it? The full-size oh, yeah. model is, is, is this, brilliant. 
Yeah, I love this. And also in Buck Rogers, they did the same. The Buck Rogers had like a, a wing that you climb through, which I really like. But the, the full-size rockets in these are amazing. I imagine that's where a lot of the budget went. Mm, yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they're really convincing. Yeah. Tim and I said when we've talked about this before, how, you know, basically inside the ship, it's like a submarine, isn't it? It's yes. got no windows. It's got a periscope. Um, because back then in the mid thirties, you haven't got rocket technology. Um, the nearest, most high tech thing really that you've got is this craft that can go under the water. So they've extrapolated the idea of a submarine and yeah, um, submarine keeps all the the air in and you go up into space. That will do it, won't it? It it does work. It's also the fact that we're, we're, we're sort of based not on what we know, modern planes and things like that, but like the spirit of St. Louis didn't have forward-facing windows. No, that's true. You know, because um, you had the engine there. So it's, it's sort of, it fits. But yeah, it's very submarine-ish. It's very like a miniature version of the sea view inside. And it's, uh, it's good. As, and it's, uh, <laughs> the, I love it. They flash climbs in and he's looking at the engine that's at the front and he's he's marveling at it. And it's like, yeah, it, doesn't, it looks like an old boiler. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't look that impressive, mate. I like the line. I like. I like when Flash says, um, you know, to Zarkov, "Are you sure this thing will work?" And Zarkov yeah. says, "I've experimented with models." Yeah. Well, yeah. He goes, uh, "I've, I've, I've experimented with models," and Flash goes, "Did they come? Back? Did any Did come, they back? come back?" And he went, "They weren't designed to." <laughs> wow, that that inspires confidence. That's when you get back out the ship, yes. isn't it? Yeah. You, know, you go all right, and walk all right, away mate. whistling. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it takes off, and we've got yes. the most massive ignition of fireworks. I love the fact they ram this model full of oh, fireworks. Yeah. It's got to be metal. They must have made it out of metal yeah, because think, anything else yeah. is going to catch fire, isn't it? Yeah. It must. It must be metal or something, or at least aluminium-clad wood. But I love it that there's that like there's a, a, a middle section sort of a. a an overlap and mm. under the overlap they've just jammed it with uh, fireworks, fireworks. Sparklers yeah. and all sorts of- <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant it's beautiful yeah and and you don't mind it i mean i don't mind it now i didn't mind it in the 70s you know it, it's part of the charm of yeah. these serials you know oh i can i can remember as a kid um our we had we had a, um, a sort of play shed at the bottom of the garden and it was made from two um crane engine containers that my dad worked for a firm that made cranes and he got these dropped off and he put one on top of the other and it made like this little uh this little shed thing that we use and and i remember we we used this this was our flash gordon ship and we used to <laughs> you know it was brilliant yeah. so yeah it, it this this is i don't know whether it's like just something in the psyche of a young boy that this is what you want and it this is what you you know you what you watch you watch the Apollo moon missions and that, and it's it's amazing. But you don't want them to be just sat there, not reacting. So you want them to be like Flash Gordon, where they, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, they're they're walking about and and twiddling knobs. When the Saturn Fives used to take off, if you had fireworks at the bottom and sparklers, <sighs> that'd be something, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. that would. All, all, the, all your conspiracy theorists would believe we'd gone to moon if they'd have used just footage of a Flash Gordon ship. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> All right, so they take off. They pass through this very hazy, smoky stratosphere. We'll, we'll and, call it the Van Allen Belt. Yes. Do you remember and, when that was a thing? Everyone worried yes. about the Van Allen Belt. Yeah, yeah. 
And it's something called the Death Zone as the well. Death Zone, yeah. Yeah, Zarkov is relieved they've managed to get through that all right. He didn't tell Flash about that beforehand, did he? We're going to be going through the Death Zone, guys. Yeah. What? I'm getting off again. <laughs> now, in the strip, um, Flash, get this, Flash and Zarkov actually have a fight. Right? Oh. They have a tussle. Um, and Flash actually has his shirt ripped off by Zarkov, right? Oh. Um, he he loses his shirt here, not when he's fighting those I was say, wrestlers. He, yeah, because uh, uh, Larry does lose his shirt quite quickly. He does, but not not this early. No, and um, when in the comic strip, when he does have his shirt ripped off, the fact that he's wearing jodhpurs and boots, he looks yeah. very much like Doc Savage. You, yeah, you mentioned yeah. Doc Savage earlier. He looks just like him in this fight that he has yeah. with Zarkov. Well, of course, Doc, Doc Savage was the prototype for the pulp hero, wasn't he? Yes. The first, and everything's based on this. Superman's based on this. It's based on... Um, it, yeah, it, it definitely... Because in this, to start with, he's before he finds a, a, a handy supply of short shorts, um, he's wearing jumpers and riding boots in this, isn't he? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in the fight, Zarkov is knocked out, all right? right. Um, now, back to the serial, the ship circles to land, and we have the yes. first instant of that sound, the sound effect mm, of the yeah, ship. Yeah, I can't do the noise. You'll have to put it in here, but it's it's mesmerising. Um, and there's two lizards. Yeah, well, we get our first view of the 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 presumably about six to eight foot across model set of Mongo, don't we? Yes. Um, yeah. And it's it's lovely. It's not very convincing. It's lovely though. It reminds me very much of um, of like King Kong sets and that. It's not quite as detailed, but but yeah, for some reason, I'd forgotten this completely. Um, Two lizards are there having a bit of a, a barney. With glued on horns yeah, and yeah, stuff this, like that. This is something else that hasn't aged. I was, because um, when we were kids, I mean, you remember like the, the 1960s Lost World film. Where yeah, and Journey to the Centre of the Earth. Yeah, Journey to the Centre of the Earth. And you, you accept it and you look forward to these bits, didn't you? You saw, oh, lizard, ah, damn, it's a monster. Monster. Yeah. Loved it. Now I can't watch them. I can't I, watch I them. Ha- I had to fast forward this bit because I just knew that one of them would be getting killed and I can't yeah I literally can't watch them now it's it's too upsetting to well we're going to fast forward these, through that because yeah. Tim and I did talk about the, yeah, the okay. lizards in the last one so you um, a clipping of it uh, I can't remember what our clip was, but no, it wasn't the lizards. No, no, no. Poor things. Um, so in the strip... I just thought they're dead now. I thought all the actors are dead as yes. well. <laughs> yes. Is there anybody alive um, that, was, that appeared in this? Yeah. You know? uh, no, they would be way over 100. Yeah. You know? um, so in the strip, uh, the ship doesn't land. It actually crashes because Zarkov's okay. been knocked out and Flash doesn't know how to fly it. So a um, bit of a drawback on Flash's plan in there, really. Uh, just a tad, yeah. And uh, you see only Flash and Dale get out at this point. All right? Right. We don't see Zarkov for quite a long time. Um, and in the comics, in the newspaper strip, they're menaced by a T-Rex-style monster. All right, oh, right. Not, not a uh, iguana, iguana with... Frills. with some plastic on it no it's it's a t-rex and then a second right. one comes in and that looks more like a brontosaurus and then they have a fight 
Right. You'll have to put a picture that. I'd like to see that. Oh, I will. I will. Yeah. Um, all the way through this, I'll, I'll, I'll get relevant um, frames and put it up. Yeah. Um, in the serial, they're caught by a guy in a tin suit and some Holy Grail Black Knights um, yes. who have landed. Um, they, they dispatch the lizards first, don't they? Then they land they in do, their yes. ship. And they I, use I, the I don't holy think, hand grenade. To yes. To that of lobbed them out the spaceship. I, I don't think that guy ever got a name. The, no, this. I don't think so. He... Um, the, the the lead character in the suit of armor. The suit of armor is really nice, and you start you start thinking, oh, they, they put a bit of money into this, and then you think, oh no, they didn't. This is just a suit of armor they had lying around. I like his armor; it it looks really good. What um, do you think I of like the Black Knights? I, they're, they're all right, actually. They're obviously less; they're lower budget, aren't they? They're, I think they're meant to be robots. Yeah. Oh, do you reckon? Yeah. I, in that case, no one's told the actors to to walk like a robot, have they? Really. No, no. Could be, I suppose. Yeah, because although Flash does beat a few of them up, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, true, true. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. But in the strip, it's exactly the same. Oh, the right. guy in the, in the armor looks exactly the same. The Black Knights yeah. look exactly the same. I um, like to think of him as prototype Clytus. Yes, it's Clytus in the strip because he's not no. anywhere to be seen here. No, no, it? that was a creation for the for Mike it? Hodges oh, version. Yeah. Um, so and and in both the serial and the strip, they're taken to the palace. Of uh, of Ming, and that's when yep. we meet Ming. Um, now, now, when you think of Ming, do you think of Charles Middleton or do you think of Max von Sydow? Charles Middleton. Yeah, but I love, but Ma- I love Max, Max von Sydow. Yeah, he's brilliant. Yeah, he's he's yeah. he's closely behind, but no, no, yeah. Charles Middleton. Uh-huh. And since so because Charles Middleton was like the go-to heavy, wasn't he? For yes. Villainous people. So we knew him from Laurel and Hardy and stuff like that. I love him in yeah. Laurel and Hardy. He's actually yeah. a good guy. He 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 plays a French artist that thinks yeah. that that um, Ollie is uh, having an affair with his oh, wife yes. and yeah. challenges him to a duel. Yes, yeah, that's a good one. Because <laughs> uh, he also he played the um, Foreign Legion when they yes, the of course, Legion, yes, I've forgotten that. Captain, yes, yeah. he's the he was a, he was a superb Legion. actor. Um, I hope he had a, a bigger career than than what we know him for because he is really good. But his Ming is spot on. You know, it's 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 really well done. Um, yeah, I, I I like Charles Middleton. We um, we're talking about the comparisons, you know, between the serial and the strip, but also, I mean, you said, you know, that um, initially George Lucas wanted to make Flash yes. Gordon and he couldn't, um, so he went on and did Star Wars. I think the Emperor in Star Wars is very much is Ming, yes. is modelled after Ming. Yeah. Um the throne the way he sits imperiously on his throne and everything. It is Charles Middleton's Ming, isn't it? Yes, I think so. Although I think I think Charles Middleton's Ming would absolutely destroy the Emperor. Mm. Oh Palpy mm. wouldn't have a chance, mate. Mm. I tell you um, the two Mings that we've got, you know, we've got the Ming here and the Ming in nineteen eighty the Ming of 1980 is is far more cold and calculating and cruel. This this Ming is quite emotional. He gets angry very quickly, doesn't he? Yeah. You know. Well, it, 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 yeah. This this Ming is is more human than than mm. Max von Sydow's Ming. Um, less probably less, slightly less humorous. But I love it later on where he's he's sort of having to 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 honour Flash. Uh, yes, for being the you know the savior of the fleet, and, I, and it, it's like he's he's more playing political games as well. He, it's, it's not like he's got super, you know, supreme power. That I, mean, I, I really like this version of it. But you say about um, 
that the that Max von Sydow was this more sort of evil mm. Ming. Did you ever read the DC the ten part DC nineteen eighties adaptation? They mm, they upgraded no. Flash. Absolutely amazing. It's brilliant. Is it? And Ming in that is an absolute sadist, horrible, horrible person. And it's 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 a corking read. It's well worth. I don't know if they ever did a trade paperback. The original issues go for silly money now, but oh, yeah, it's, it's a superb read, and it's a completely updated bringing Flash Gordon into the real world. But they keep—it sounds weird—they keep all the fantastical elements, but they sort of explain it in real world terms. So yeah, really good. Well, right. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll have to have a look around for that. Yeah. So um, <laughs> in the strip, Ming. Yep. I mean, they've copied. Yes, the, 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 the strip. Like him, it, it looks yeah. just like him. He's, he's got a slightly more bulbous head yeah. um, than Charles Middleton's got. Um, Ming and all the inhabitants of the city are bright yellow in the, oh. in the strip. Would it have been colour? It was a newspaper strip, surely. Oh, no, no, it's all colour. Yeah. See, this is the thing. I always thought that, you know, the Alex Raymond strips were black and white. Yeah. Right, like the Bern Hogarth Tarzan strips that yeah. I, I, I was reading so much in the seventies, and so it is startling to see them coloured. But no, they were coloured. All right, so I'm presuming it was in like the funniest section. Yeah, in like yes, have, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they are all bright yellow, you know. So Simpsons. that makes me think: is is Ming meant to be Chinese? Uh, yeah, yeah, or this Oriental. Is, I mean, this is the the this is the height of the yellow peril. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and yeah, I think, I mean, because Charles Middleton is certainly done up to look Chinese. Um, but yeah, I, I I would put money on it that, that again, this was a yellow peril. The thing strip. that put that the thing that makes me think, oh, I don't know though, is you know, yes, he has been done up in that way to represent yeah. how he is in the strip, but they haven't done anything to his eyes. No, right. But the, the fact that his name is Ming. Ming, yes, that's yeah. I mean, as <laughs> Bit in, of a giveaway. Yeah. As in Ming Vars and everything. Yes, but you know, yeah. a, a few years later, you've got, and it is uncomfortable viewing to watch the the forty three Batman serial because oh, it's propaganda, yeah. you know, yes. and and yeah, the threat is Japan, yeah. and Doctor Dacker is the bad guy in that, yeah. and that's clearly a white man being made well, to look I Japanese. Mean, it, it, the um the Fu Manchu mm. serial with um, Boris Karloff. Yes, yeah. Whew. But they yeah. didn't do that with Charles Middleton. No, now, that's true, no. I don't know. But yeah, the yeah. name is kind of like, yeah. Yeah, a, Ming. I, th- I think, clue. yeah, I don't, I don't think the film version is meant to be, I think it's just meant to be alien, isn't it? But I, yeah, I, the, 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 the germ for the bad guys generally was, they were either, you know, Chinese, a little bit later on, they would have been like you say Japanese, but yeah, at this point before the war, yeah, yeah, China, China was the big bad, yeah. So, anyway, the next effects bit we've got where it's a sort of effect yeah. is when Flash has got to be, um, he's going to be uh, put in the arena, yeah. Well, that we get the um, we get the football scene in the, the obviously in the, the 1981, you got the football, yes, scene. this is the equivalent of it. Um, yes, but I think if anything, um, Ming's guards are worse in this. They're useless, aren't they? They're absolutely useless. But yeah, no, they, I, they, yeah. I mean, and I was going to say, Flash, being a you know world-renowned polo player, he's good with yeah. a sword because there's a brief sword, sword fight, isn't there? To be fair, he's very good with a rocket ship. I'm not entirely sure how that fits. No, no. Um, but yeah, uh, 
I've in my notes, and I'm because I, I watched this over a week ago when I'm like, I think, like you, my brain is just tired. Mm. Um, so I've got men in nappies. There was at some point in this, was it here where there's there's like I had vengeance on Varos flashbacks? Mm. Oh, there's yes, men in nappies kicking in about. that one. Yes, was this yeah. here? Is this in the pit? Yeah, this is the arena. He's condemned yeah. to the arena, and this is when Princess Aura. Yes, uh, says she wants him if he survives it. Yeah, right. She's um, uh, she seems to be a bit more um, rounded in this the character, rounded in this than uh, the 1981, isn't it? She's she seems a bit more. You sort of think she she might actually fall in love with Flash in this one, whereas I She's, don't think... No, I don't know. That, that, that this aura, I mean, you, you know, Ornella Muti in the 81, you know, I, if you say Princess Aura, I think of her because, you know, she, yeah. she's she got a very distinctive look and she is quite a sly, deceitful, manipulative yes. person. So when you're used to seeing the 1980 version and then you watch this version, she's kind of like, meh, isn't she? Yeah, yeah she's she's... She's definitely not as evil or as conniving or as no. planning. Everyone sort of says she is, but she doesn't doesn't really seem to be. I think she's just got a good publicist. Mm, yes. um, but she in this, she's sort of the the anti Dale, isn't she? She's, yes. Because yeah. it it has to be says in in this version. I don't know whether in the original um, serial there were more Dale bits in it, but but Dale is very forgettable in this one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, he's he's condemned to the arena, the arena and yeah. and yes, um, men in nappies. Yeah, um, um, I've got written down middle-aged, balding, hissing wrestlers sporting vampire yes. teeth. Yeah, they they are um, they are interesting, aren't they? <sighs> That's a word Very for interesting, them. Interesting, yes. Uh, Flash handily takes them out. <laughs> I think to be fair, I think you or me could take them out. They well, don't appear to be. It's a bit of a disappointment up until now. Yes. You know, you're going along with it, and okay, you've had you know quite you know um, uh, horrific misuse of live animals, but this yeah. is really your your second otherworldly creatures you're going to see, yeah. and it's some and they're not they're some not podgy convincing. no podgy podgy wrestlers with hissing dubbed over the top yes. and vampire teeth because yeah. up to now. Although, like I say, uh, other than the main outfits, everything is reused stuff, you know, Robin Hood stuff and different stuff like that. Um, and it's all looking good. And then, yeah, you see this and it's like, oh, they've not they've not really put much effort into this. No, this is a departure. Are they in the, I was going to say, are they in the strip? Yeah. Is that They are in the strip. In the everything is, everything we're seeing so far, they're following the strip very, very closely. Okay slightly visually different because you had a T-Rex and a Brontosaurus for the monsters when they first arrive and here, instead of <laughs> what we've got, you've got four red monkey men of Mongo. That's what yes. they're called. The red monkey, oh, men, of the red monkey men of Mongo. Yes. Um, not in a, I hope they're not, um, they're not portrayed in a slightly racist way. No, they're like very tall, upright um, gorillas oh, that okay. are bright red. As you do. Um, yeah. So I mean, yeah, colour in all this is is, is very uh, acute. I can see. Yeah. Whatever well, do any have four colours? I presume. Yeah, and and I think this is why visually the eighty version is so colourful. They're looking back at these yeah. and 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 taking the colour palette and they're having everything bright and colourful. Yeah. Um. 
Um, so, yeah, um, he wins in the strip and in the serial. Um, in the serial, Ming soldiers come in, dressed as Roman centurions. Yes. Um, and yeah, not even any disguise in it. They're, no, they're no, no, they are as... Roman centurions. Yeah, yeah. and by they're, accident... They're from some Cecil B. DeMille uh, biblical epic, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, that was hanging up. Their... In, yeah, yeah. yeah. And by accident, Flash and Aura fall into a pit. And that would yes. have been a cliffhanger ending, wouldn't it? Them falling yeah, in. Yeah, so, because um, Flash beats them. And Aura, at this point, I think she, she genuinely does sort of... Because she's saying, oh, he's mine, you promised him to me. I think she is actually... She has it done that 1930s thing of falling instantly in love with someone. So she she rushes off to give him a pistol. Yes. Um, yeah, and, and luckily they're stood on a trapdoor. Yes. In a very uh, a very Return of the Jedi way. Yes, yeah. And down they go. And, <laughs> yep. you know, a week later you go back. Oh, what what happened? They land on a bloody trampoline. Was that was that, the, was that one episode? I think... Well, that, that wasn't that cut up then, I don't think. No, no, I think the first episode... Yeah, this, this version we're watching, you can see quite clumsy cuts, um, yes. you know, as, as we go through. But, yeah, no, this is a, a cut. They fall, they land on a net... Yeah. Um, just above the what were they called? Dragons of Death. Yes. Yeah, the so, Dragons so of this, Death. This is weird, isn't it? So this is the pit that's meant to kill people. Yes. And you fall down onto the Dragons of Death, which are more iguanas with bits stuck on them. Um, yet there's a a a, a handy uh, net that they fall into, and then uh, um, Princess Aura goes, "Don't worry, there's a secret escape hatch," and presses yeah. a button. They're just next to it. Yes. Presses a button and off they go. It's like, how does she know? Has she fell down here before? Is she really, really clumsy? <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, no, that's not a good get out of that cliffhanger. No. Um, in the strip, there's no net. Um, as they fall, Flash grabs a pipe, which is jutting out of the uh, side wall. And he's, uh, he almost does a Tarzan swing, holding, you know, uh, Aura in one arm yeah. and swinging on the other one. And they land at the bottom. They haven't got dragons of death. They've got the hideous water dragons of Mongo. Oh, that's a better name. Yes, and they manage a lot of the creatures in it is something something of Mongo. So yeah. we've ha- we've had the red monkey men of Mongo. Now we've got the hideous water dragons of Mongo, which is it's sort of it does make sense because Mongo has been travelling about and has encountered other alien worlds. Mm. Because otherwise, it wouldn't make it'd be like you going here. We have the African elephants of Earth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it wouldn't make much sense. <laughs> it, that would be a bit silly. Yeah. Um, so, Flash gets a change of clothes in Ming's ship. Does. Aura takes yeah. him to a ship and L- he takes Luckily, off. weirdly, they keep spare uniforms that fit in. in that fit in perfectly. Well, almost fit in. It's a bit yeah. tight. His, his shirt's ripped, so he decides to change clothing because he, you know, he doesn't want to appear. Uh, like a, a down and out or anything. So yeah, he he ends up with um, a pair of incredibly tight shorts mm-hmm. and uh, like a, a a woolen jersey thing with a like a star or something like a on star the front. on it. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So he's flying away in Ming, Ming ship. Ming yeah, ship. I'm not sure how he knows how to fly it. I don't know how. Um, mm. And that's when the Lion Men. Attack. Yes, I'd forgotten the Lion Men completely. I had forgotten about them, and yeah. um, yes, they are basically look like Hawk Men, but without the wings, don't they? Well, they, again, I kept expecting them to go. It's yes, they, <laughs> they are a bit like that. Yeah. Yes, yeah, um, I, yeah. I'd, I'd completely forgotten these people. I mean, I suppose because they're not they're not really in the uh, the nineteen eighties one, are they? No, not at all. Lion Man. Yeah. 
But yeah, they, I quite like this guy. I don't know who he is. He's, I don't recognise any other actors in this. But, no. Um, but yeah, he's all, he's all right, this uh, Lion-O guy, isn't he? Yeah, because they have the uh, an aerial battle. Flash yes. takes them on, doesn't he? And, and it's all yeah, very they... sweet. They're all on wires, aren't they? Yeah. So so they're they're coming in to attack uh, Mongo or Ming's palace or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is it is it a city? Is it called? It's something? a city with a palace. Yeah, but they're coming in to attack it, and they're very uh, very um, sort of UFO-y, aren't they? Which is interesting because it's before the. They look like spinning tops. Yeah, spinning tops. Yeah, they're very very much like the um, the Mavellan ships in Doctor Who. Yes, they're called Um, gyro ships in the um, uh, uh, in in the strip. So like gyroscopes, you know. So Mm. so Flash Flash is taken off and heads into the middle of them. And I love the fact that Ming's watching it on telly, and he goes, uh, "Who is that?" Who is that amazing that pilot? Brave he pilot. saved us, yeah. <laughs> and so he announces to everyone that he's going to... Reward he, him he, handsomely. Reward him, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. God knows with what. And, you know, a new shiny breastplate or something. Um, yeah, so for some reason then, I, I'm presuming... It's a bit confused in the editing, but I'm presuming that the Lion Men attack Flash in the ship because he's in a Mongo ship. Yes. Flash battles back. And, of course, being being the uh, American white man he is... He's much better at rocket battles than the people that actually do rocket battles every day. So he sort of knocks a few out, but then he sort of crashes into one, doesn't he? Yes, yes. Yeah, then they just literally get jammed in together. I love the way in this battle, you know, that everyone's wobbling around on wires, you know, and you've got sparks and smoke and things. And when something gets hit, it falls straight Falls, down yeah, yeah. <laughs> somebody's cut the wire to make yep. it fall down <laughs> yeah. but yeah he crashes into Thun's ship doesn't he yep, and right. uh, and uh, they both get out and they have a fight yeah um and then there's another aerial battle as ming ships arrive to carry up well they do everyone's very earnest in that they they take people at face value in it because they're, they're having a punch up and uh Thun says something about uh, Ming and he goes and Flash goes. I'm no friend of Ming. And he goes. Oh, in that case, we'll become firm buddies. Yes, and they're they're best of buds at that point, aren't they? After that. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the strip, it's almost exactly the same. Especially right. the gyro ships. The yeah. the Lion Men ships look almost exactly the same. Um, Thun though, and the Lion Men look more like um a taller, leaner version of the Lion Man from the Wizard of Oz. Oh, right. oh, a less comedic been... one, you yeah, know. I'm glad they didn't sort of go down that route. No, no. Right, you know, because um, because in this one you're sort of you're, you're wondering that why I mean why are they called lion men? And you think it could be because they've got like a beardy mane. And then I'm thinking perhaps it's not. Perhaps they're not lion men. They're lying men. Oh, what, you and can't... actually, their race just tells fibs all the time. I was thinking more they get tired very easy could be, yeah. and have to lie down. So they're lying men. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Anyway, back in the palace, um, yep. we've got a high-voltage hypno device, which is going to be used on Dale. Um, yes. Back when you could have high-voltage, <laughs> high-current yeah. machines right by your actors like that. Yeah, this is, this is one of those... Um... Frankenstein's laboratory arc generator things, which Bela Lugosi famously uh, wouldn't go near. Mm. Um, quite, I think he was very man. wise. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, and it's just it's just literally laid about six inches above 
the poor actress that's playing Dale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she looks terrified, and you know what? I'm not surprised. I don't, I don't blame her. I don't think that was acting, was no. it? And that's where we have the Bride of Music. Yeah. Uh, Bride of Music. Bride of Frankenstein, Frankenstein. music um, in there. Now, in the strip, right, I mean, it, it's in the serial, she's been hypnotized to go along with Marion Ming. Yeah, she? he's a bit he's a bit rapey, isn't he? He is a bit rapey. In get this right, in the strip she has a machine, all yeah. right? But it's to remove her kindness, pity and mercy so that she would be a better wife for me. Oh, okay. So she can't have anything positive. He's not thought that through very well, has he? No, no. You know, he's going to end up with a with a horrendous wife there. Sorry, mate. Yes, you're not really you're not really understood understood this. Um, right. I love uh, I love in the the the, the uh, that uh, aura in this her her sort of she's got this priest guy that's her sort of Smithers. Yes, uh, and he's got a whistling tooth. It's like I've you, I've not heard a whistling tooth <laughs> for, for years. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's the sort of thing they. That, I mean, I remember there was a, a Lauren and Hardy one when they were in prison, and Laurel's got a whistling tooth. Yes. And uh, but he's speaking. It's like, oh, whoa, what? Who? A part of me thinks it's good because they they hide him as an actor, even though he's got this this weird, weird whistling tooth going on. But then the other part is like, why? Mm. What? Yeah, it's so strange. But that may gave me a little bit of a, a little bit of a laugh. Yeah. Probably makes me a bad person. <laughs> I'd make a good wife for me. <laughs> All right. Well, Zarkov tells Flash that Mongo isn't going to hit the Earth. Yes. And that Dale is going to marry Ming, um, and yeah, she's getting prepared. She's going to—they're going to be well, married well, in front of that idol well, Zark- from the Zarkov, mummy. Yeah, Zarkov talks Ming out of destroying the Earth, yes. doesn't he? Because he says, "Wouldn't it be better to conquer him?" And Ming's like, "Hmm." But he doesn't actually say how he's going to do it or no. what he's going to do. Um, no, he's going to get his marriage out of the way first, though, well, isn't he? Yeah, you, you, you get that out of the way. You don't be worrying yeah. about that. But again, so Zarkov saves the day. Yep. Um. As you say, it's a it's a set from the mummy. It's the idol from yes, the mummy, yes, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it was the Foth. Foth. I can even pronounce Foth. Foth. Or something. Yes. Yeah. The god Foth. Yeah. And Flash and uh, Thun have to go through the caverns below. Yes. Uh, the temple um, to L- rescue luckily her. The, uh, luckily, like all of these sort of uh, evil palaces, they have lots and lots of back doors, don't they? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love it all. I love it. Um, so, and they stumble across, well, it's a man in a monster suit, isn't oh, it's it? it's Gorgo, isn't it? It's, I love this. This is beautiful. I've forgotten this completely. What's his name? He's got a silly name or something, hasn't he? Well, he hasn't got a name in the comic. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very odd because in the long shots, it's all in silhouette, isn't it? Yes. You know? Yeah, and- I imagine they, um, <coughs> I imagine they on the day, they looked at the costume and went... Let's, no, let's, no, let's I think that's a model. Silhouette. I think oh, it's like a marionette. No, oh. I think it's like a puppet. And that's why it's in silhouette. Um, because could it, be, it, it be won't right. match, you know, the yep. the the close-ups. Because in all the close-ups, you just see the, the creature's head yep. and like an arm, don't you? You don't see Flash standing yes, alongside right. so it at pre- any you're, point. You're probably right. They didn't build a full-size one. They just built bits of it. Hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Luckily, it's got it's got a, a weakness, hasn't it? Which is being shot in the face with a ray gun. <laughs> I like Than sort of. He's going to do something clever. Shoots it in the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, 
Yeah, as also while this is going on, while he's been shot in the face and everything, part of the wedding ceremony, we can't keep coming back to the wedding ceremony. Oh, we ceremony. get the bride theme as well, don't we? In the we get the ceremony. bride oh. theme, and the priest gives Dale a pair of manacles. Yes, that's right. Well, you need them on your wedding night. Yeah. Um, now, in the strip, um, Flash and Thunder do indeed go down through the caverns, right. um, and together, both of them, not Flash by himself. Together, Flash and Thun fight a two-headed creature. Oh, so right? one head each. Yes, one head each. Yes, and then after they've defeated them, they carry on, and then there's some. Uh, there's a few red Stegosauruses that oh. they have to uh, get past as well. Stegosauruses, Stegosauri. Stegosauri. Yeah. Um, in the serial, the idol moves, doesn't it? Yes. Um, which yeah. shocks everyone, including Ming. And yeah. then, well, this is so. It's designed, in the mummy, of course, it moves at the end to show its displeasure with um, uh, um, Boris Karloff. Uh, but in this, obviously, it's it's got the mechanism for the arm to move. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's flash, it's flash and thunder in it, isn't it? Yes. And um, so you know, they rescue Dale. They they run down those stairs from Frankenstein. Frankenstein. The ones yeah, I've written that in my notes. Frankenstein staircase. Yeah, ah. yeah. You see that, and you just see old Dwight running down yep. them, don't you? Adjusting his stocking. Yeah. Adjusting his stocking. Yes, and um, and Zarkov meets Prince Baron. Yes, I, I, in my notes, I got Prince Baron. Yay! I, again, I, I, I like Prince Baron because I. I like the fact that he's a pudgy man. <laughs> he's a pudgy. See, this is the hero. thing you forget about Prince yeah. Baron in this. It's just Timothy Dalton. Anyone says Prince yeah. Baron to me, oh, yeah, I think, think of Timothy, Timothy Dalton. Dalton. And this guy does not look like Timothy Dalton. Does well, he? I, I wonder if in the 1980 one they they go they would look at watching this this 1930s one and we got to Prince Baron. And they go, oh, he's a he's a man in his forties. He's balding. He's quite tubby. Who? Which actor do we think? Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good lord. Um, now in the strip, this is. Everything we've just said happens, you know, the toppling right. of the idol. In fact, you've got, you see inside the idol and, and Flash and uh, Thun are in there and they, they are... What, what does the idol look like? Does it look like... It's sort of like a squat figure, pretty mm -hmm. much like this, green, bright green. But they talk through it and, and Ming and all the others think the uh, the god is talking to them. And then this, they of course, push is, it forward. Um, this is pastiched in... in um, the Doctor Who uh, episode, The Underwater Menace, which was again based on mm, yeah. based on this serial, wasn't it? It was you know the, the different species and things like that. Um, and yeah, they they do the same thing in that. So they they pretend to be the god. Yes, um, I'm surprised they didn't do that in this one, but instead they go with a, a wave of the arm. They go with a wave of the arm and push it over and then yes. topple it on top of everyone. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> um, so we we've got the same footage of the ship taking off. Although now yeah. we're meant to think that's Baron's ship. Yes. Um, and then they land and they see Hawkman in the distance, which are oh. small models on wires. Yes. Right? Yeah, they, they look, uh, they, they're not the most convincing of of shots. This. They look weirdly out of perspective for where they are in the distance as well. Yeah, it's not, it, it, it's, not, it's not a good shot. And, and yeah. then they're just there, aren't they? The Hawkmen yeah, are just there on the ground. You don't see them arrive. They're just there and they capture... Um, they capture Thun, don't they? It's Thun and Aura yes, they th capture. Yeah, Thun and Aura they capture. And um, they're sort of described as... Uh, they're, they're, Thun, Thun is not scared of them, but they're, they're the enemy, aren't they? They're, they're not someone you want to uh, tie it to sort of get involved with. 
no. the Hawkmen. No. They seem to be a bit thuggish. A bit thuggish, yeah. Now, I've, I've as I say, I've been reading the newspaper strips to see yep. the differences. Now, at this point in the newspaper strip, there's a huge divergence, okay, from what we see in the serial, in that they uh, they they are captured, Flash and the yep. others are captured, but they're, they're captured and taken to the underwater city of the Shark Men. Oh, right. Right? So you've got a whole... It would have been weeks and weeks long adventure underwater. Then they're recaptured. They're taken back to the city. Do the Shark Men look like sharks? No, they look just like men, but they're green. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, <coughs> and then they're taken back to the city. They fight yep. in this big arena. It's almost like an Olympic-style arena sort of thing. Yeah. Meet back up with Zarkov, and then that's when you have the Hawkmen properly appear. All so they've right? cut that whole section out. They've taken that whole section Makes out. Sense. Yeah. Um, and but what we do see, and it, they, they, they've captured it perfectly, is is the Hawkman's city. Yes. What yeah, we see in the serial, that's exactly. I, I put a picture up. Uh, it looks exactly like yeah. it. It's got the three rays coming up from underneath. Yep. It's a nice um, model as well in this. It's beautiful. I do wonder if this is Cloud City. Is if this is where the idea of Cloud City, yeah, a floating be, right? city yeah. in the sky comes from, you know. Yep. But no no, I, it's a lovely model, isn't it? It is yeah, it looks really good. It looks really good. It it very uh I remembered this quite well. Hmm. I like the fact that you've got these beams of light, yeah, which is meant to be the force energy holding up. And it's just, yeah, you're just shining some torches on the underside of the yeah, model. It works you know? perfectly. Bit of a, you've probably got some stagehand offside smoking fags or pipe, <laughs> yes. blowing it onto it. Yeah, that's all you need. A torch and a pipe. Yeah. Now, the regular Hawkmen that we see in the city are a bit plain, aren't they, without, they are, yes. without the armour, except for the helmets with the flashes on. And, um, yeah, this is a direct, uh, this is the inspiration for the Golden Age version of The Flash, oh, where he had his little tin helmet with the wings on. This is where they got is it from. Is that why he was called Flash as well? It could be. I've yeah. seen that, you know, um, oh, no, it was in the foreword of, of that the collection that I bought about how Flash Gordon is the basis for so many superheroes and superhero oh, okay. costumes. You know, Green Lantern, Flash, yep. you know, all of them, you know. Um so after this, after they meet the Hawkmen, it, it goes away massively. Um the serial now is its own thing. I've I've oh, been right. I've been reading through it. It's it's a big collection and it could be that somewhere somewhere in the future while I'm reading it, it I'll it. have a little nugget. Yeah. But but it the serial now is its own thing once we're up in the uh in, in Voltan's city. Now Voltan Voltan is wonderful in that you say Voltan, you think Brian Blessed, Blessed. Yeah. and you see Brian Blessed in the documentaries, and he said, when I was young, me and my friends played Flash Gordon, and I was always Voltan. Yep. It's amazing. If that is true, and you, you know, you've got a little 10-year-old 10, 10 Brian pretending to be Voltan, he grew up to be the guy that he saw, because this guy yeah. could be Brian Blessed. He's acting exactly yeah. the same way well, that Brian Blessed does it. An ancestor of Brian Blessed. It's he a, is, yeah, incredible, isn't it? It is. He's, he's absolutely spot on. He, he is this era's Brian Blessed. Um, I think, it, yeah, this this is the, I'm just thinking, probably other than Ming, this is the closest representation that the 1981 gets the same as, yeah. as the 1930s one. 
Yeah. He's really good this one as well. I like him. He's he I mean he's a little bit rapey towards uh towards uh Dale to start with. Mm. Oh yeah, he um, wants to marry her as well, be, doesn't he? He wants to marry her. What were blondes in short supply or something back then? Um yeah, but he rapidly he rapidly becomes like a firm friend of Flash's, but he's a bit more avuncular and Santa Clausy, isn't he, in this than Yeah, Santa Claus, than, that's a good way yeah, of putting yeah. it. Yeah. Again, great characterization. These are all great not particularly realistic, but great characters. Yes, yeah. Um all the males are carted <laughs> off to work in the furnaces yes, of the yeah. city. Evidently evidently the rays that hold up the, the city are powered by coal, aren't they? Well, They've got boilers. Yeah, it looks like they're shoveling coal into a furnace, but apparently yeah. it's radium. Um, radium these are oh, lumps right. of radium, so they are. That's how, that, that's how you uh, you can burn. Yeah, you can burn energy out of radium by yeah, just you, shoving it in there. You burn radium yeah. in a furnace, and that will support your yeah. city. You know. Yes. Hmm. In um, the meantime. Um, Zarkov is working on a replacement, isn't he? Luckily. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why he's been spared because he's got yes. to come up with a substitute for the radium energy yep. source, which he does. He's he is clever, old he's Zarkov. A clever thugs, yeah. Yes, and he also manages to tell Flash, take this electrified shovel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I don't know how this works because Flash throws an electrified shovel into the furnace. Into the furnace. It's electrified. How is he holding it yeah. if it's electrified? Well, he so so. Flash, when they take Flash to the furnace, they say they put him in shackles that are attached by a very long uh, cable to an electric socket in the wall, and say, "Oh, that's you, right. Yes. Yeah, if we'll, you misbehave, we'll, we'll, yes. we'll kill you. We'll shock you to death." So, so on their tea break, I love it that they give them tea breaks. On their <laughs> tea break, they're all sat there, and and Zarkov sneaks in, and he gives him a shovel, and he says. Um, uh, attach your take off your 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 shock thing and attach it to the shovel. Now, I, at that point, I'm thinking, if he can take it off, just yes. take it off. <laughs> That's not a very good deterrent if you can take it off. So he attaches it to the shovel, and Zarkov says, if you chuck it in a furnace, um, it will explode. An exploding shovel, I don't know. Perhaps it reacts with radium. Um, but but make sure you're hiding behind this wall this because wall. it's made out of lead. Yeah. Yeah, it's made out of lead and will protect you from the they radiation. Didn't under, they didn't understand radiation back then, did they? No, it was a simpler time. It, it was a simpler time. time. And he does do it, and there is yep. the explosion, and the city Works starts to topple. Yep. Yeah, um, It's not too convincing when the city tilts no. to one side, nor is the sideways acting yeah. from, from all the actors. You know, Very much a Star Trek lean-to-one-side type. Yeah, they, they, it's not too convincing. Um, but Zarkov has come up with the goods. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, in his back pocket, uh, yeah. he's got the idea that he knows he knows a direct replacement for whatever the hell we were talking about, radium or whatever it yeah. was. You don't need to do that. So he he, he switches a switch and everything's hunky-dory. And at that point, um, Voltan's sort of trusts him then, doesn't he? He's their friend. Yes. But he will only be freed if he can survive a fight. Yes. With our next creature, which I I've I've seen in photos, but I've never actually, you know, seen the scene with it, which yeah. is this man in a gorilla suit with a plastic horn on his head. Yeah, he is the 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 prototype Mugatu, isn't he? He is from yes. Star Trek, but yeah. but not white. It's um it's it this is so bizarre. This is because this is sort of the equivalent of the Prince Baron fight, isn't it? From, yes. From the nineteen eighty one. Um, yeah, it's so bizarre. It literally is just 
like I was thinking if this was later on it would have been Frank Gamore or it would have been someone like that that you know where they would rent I think we discussed in the Paul Blades or episode you you could rent you could hire someone and they would bring their own gorilla suit. Yes, yeah. And I think this must be the case here. Anyway. Yeah, this is the height of yeah, yeah. yeah go, gorilla men in yeah. gorilla suit films were quite you know popular. Oh god, yeah, because you had like they? murders in the room morgue and the Tarzan stuff. Well, we keep mentioning yeah. Lauren Hardy. There's a Lauren classic Hardy, yeah. called The Chimp yeah. where they exactly uh, yeah they have well it was not a chimp it's a gorilla. Um, yeah, you know. a, yeah, it's a man in a gorilla suit. I mean, it could be that this is the same gorilla suit. It, no, I don't know. No, no, no. Ethel, reckon? that's Ethel, isn't it? It's yeah. Ethel the gorilla. Well, Ethel the chimp. Um, no, no, that, that that was much more of a caricature one with a very right, okay. um, uh, uh, elongated face. That was Charlie Gamora. I, I bet, yeah. I bet, I bet somewhere someone's researched into who this gorilla suit is. It might be really. Charlie, you yeah, know, but be, he, he had a number of gorilla suits, you yeah. know, because that was his... It, it, he, yeah, it, that was it his, became his uh, profession, you know? Yeah, it was his profession. He was a gorilla impersonator. Yes. <laughs> um, what a weird world. Yeah, Fla- Flash um, Flash, completely kicks the gorilla to pieces, doesn't he, Paul? It certainly does, poor thing. Yeah. Um, all the while through it, I tell you what, old Dale yelling out Flash. Doesn't half sound yeah. like Melody Anderson oh, yeah. from the you 80s can see, one. Yeah, you can see where they got the inspiration to that. You Flash, expect her to say, Flash, I love you, yeah. but we've only got 24 yeah. hours to save the Earth. Um so then we've got a long, protracted scene where you've got an amnesiac flash. Yep. And then we've got one with an invisible flash. Yes. Yeah. The, yeah. So this, this very much in this because these are very, these are obviously were like one episode or two episode storylines that they've cut down for this film version, and it really shows in it. So yeah, they, uh, they, uh, Aura gives. Well, she's discussing again with Lispy McLisp, the the priest, that if she gives him this potion, he will he will forget everything he knows. Mm-hmm. But because Aura will be the first person he sees, and she's so beautiful, he will immediately fall in love with her. Yes, uh, I'm not sure that's how it works, but um, and then immediately because you think she's planning this, and she goes boom, and then he's got it, and he's taken it, and he forgets everything. It doesn't seem to work well for all of them. I can't, I, for the life of me, I can't remember how they get around it. He just gets his memory back or something. Yeah, it just slowly comes back. Yeah, and he goes, oh, all right, Zarkov, mate. Yeah. Yeah. And then we um, have the whole invisible bit. Yeah. Don't we? So Zarkov, this clever clogs, he just, in a very, again, you're right, very Bergman way, he goes, oh, I, in the meantime, while, while I was working on something else, I've invented this ray that makes you <laughs> invisible. And Flash is like, oh, that might be handy. Yes. Yeah, I think it might be. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, so Flash, he stands between these two electrodes and disappears. And then we get several um, fist fights where it's just it's just extras throwing themselves yes. about. And Charles Middleton way. pretending to be strangled as well, yeah, can't we? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Flash has got this weird questioning technique, isn't it? Where he will ask someone a question and they go, I won't answer you. And he immediately strangles them. Yes. <laughs> Every time. Immediately straight for the throat. Yeah. Um yeah, so he yeah, he strangles um he strangles Ming. Um but he's invisible and he he basically says uh, you, you better behave from now on, Ming, because you never know when I'm going to be here watching you. Mm. Uh it doesn't really go anywhere that. No. <laughs> and then they decide because in the meantime Baron has hidden Dale. Dale. 
in the tunnels. Yeah, because because Aura and her priest had climbed up this rickety wooden ladder and poked the world's largest microphone through a hole in the wall as a secret. And, mm-hmm. and Baron looks up and there's this, there's this like 1930s microphone on a cord hanging through a hole in the wall. And he goes, Kevin, we may be being recorded. He's <laughs> like, you're, you're not even whispering. <laughs> Dear, oh dear. Yeah, yeah Dale's in that in that tunnel, isn't she? She's just about yes. to be menaced by a tiger. That's right, yes. Because they're like, yeah, yeah, Aura's hired this woman who's got a tracking tiger. That's Instead right, Instead of, ha- yes. uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, hound dogs yeah, or bloodhounds, she's got a tiger. She's um, got a tiger. Is, which is, again, astonishing, because this isn't like trick photography. The woman's there with the tiger. Yes. And so is Aura. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not... Because I was watching it, thinking, "Oh, we're going to get one of those things where you know the the two the two frames of the film merge in the middle." And it, nope, she walks in front of it. Yeah. She's there on the set with a tiger on a lead. It's not like Doctor No, where you've got a pane no, of glass no, between the animal no. and the actors. No, no, um, no. And then, uh, and then again with his his antisocial behaviour, Flash kicks the shit out of the tiger. <laughs> and I'm well, going, I'm thinking, I'm 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 there watching it, thinking. I hope I hope the tiger's enjoying this. That is, is like he's a bit of a having a bit of a play, because I hope they didn't mistreat the tiger. Well, no, because every time you see Buster, that oh yeah, it, Buster's not fighting. <laughs> Buster's fighting a yeah. stuffed one, isn't yeah. he? It, yeah. It's very but some obviously. poor stuntman is fighting that live tiger in the long yes. shots. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad also they didn't try and you know alien up the yeah. tiger by sticking you know. Horns well, not, on its not head being or... funny. Are you are you going to be the the guy that gets told to stick a horn on a tiger? No, you can put antennae yeah. on that little poodle in Star Trek, yes. can't you? Yeah. You can but do that all right, but not a tiger. The guy goes, yeah. "Fuck that!" You, know? yeah, stuff that <laughs> you do it, yeah, yeah. Um, and somehow Barron, through I don't know his sheer personality, converts Aura, and she decides to become well, good. She, she says to so his his argument is wonderful. He. She goes, I love Flash and I want I want him to love me. And he goes, well, you've been honourable to him up to now and I've been nice to him and he likes me because I'm nice to him. Why don't you try being nice to him? She goes, damn good idea. I'll be nice to him now. And literally in that length of time, she she overcomes years of conditioning and goes, yeah, okay. I'm, no, all right. I'm yeah. a goodie now. Yes, yeah. Um, we've got another battle between these gyro ships and Mings. Yes. Um, yeah, the same same footage again. I exactly the same footage, yeah. but now we get a uh, a line <laughs> saying, "Oh, we're losing," yes. and and so Ming decides to leg it, and that looks really odd because I'm so used to the classic clips of Ming and yeah. photos of Ming to see him looking scared and running yeah. away doesn't look right. Yeah, hoisting up his uh, his robe his little and, skirt to run. Yeah, yes, yeah, not- yeah. It doesn't it's look not, right. Not the most dignified of exits for Ming there. No. Now I don't understand what's going on here because you know he goes to the high priest and he yep. whispers something in his ear, and uh, the high priest acts a ho 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 sort of thing, lets him through a door into a room that's all got smoke, right? Yeah. And then when the good guys arrive, he says he's dead. He's gone into this you know sacred palace. Nobody's ever returned from it. They don't yeah. question him on all this. No, they're they just very believe trusting. him. Yes. You know, but what I, is I, it? I was hoping that they'd open the door and the, the, the steam would disappear and Ming's just hiding behind a cupboard. So, oh, oh mm. bugger. <laughs> I wasn't. Yeah, I I thought perhaps in the in the serial this is explained a bit better. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it made no sense. Because I was thinking when, when he 
when he whispers to the feast, is he saying put the bomb on the thing later on or get that to do that? But he wouldn't know that Flash and that was going to take no. off. Or is it he's going, I'm going to pretend to be going here and die and you play along? I don't know. I honestly I don't know. Don't know what's do you know how on. it's resolved? I mean, when he comes back in the second serial, how come I he's can't still... I remember, to be honest. No, no we'll have to look into that, yeah. Um, Zarkov's ship takes off. Yes. Um, because, you know, they're going back to Earth, aren't they? They've said their fa- yep. farewells well, to in, everybody. Well, interestingly, in this version, there's no ticking clock element because Zarkov's already saved the Earth and, and Ming doesn't seem to be showing that much interest in conquering it. Um, it's, it seems to be more of a... Uh, just he wants Flash dead because he's annoyed him sort of thing rather than anything else. And Flash wants Ming gone because he's persecuting his people yes um so there's no sort of ticking clock element but yeah they decide for some reason that now is the time they can go home mm. and uh, they bid, and, but they yeah. bid goodbye to everyone don't yes, they yes yeah you know and the ship takes off again with a mass of fireworks <laughs> yeah really good uh really good yeah. set of fireworks going off and the high priest for some reason decides he's going to tell the good guys that there's a time yeah. bomb on board yeah he i mean bless him he's overacting to oh, a chronic boy, degree, isn't he? isn't he? And he creeps out and he's he's doing the old ha ha ha, they're gonna die and they go, Tell me your plan and he immediately tells them there's a bomb on board. And then they go, Let's go and try and Contact uh, them. Contact them. And there's a lovely scene of, of Baron and he go he tries twice, then he goes, you know, uh, Baron to flash, Baron to flash and he goes, Nope, can't contact him and then Aura says, Keep trying <laughs> like he was gonna give up at that point. Yeah. And he tries again, luckily gets through to Flash. And they immediately find it's a weird egg timer bomb. I've thing. got egg timer. The, the timer yeah. of this time bomb is an egg timer. Yes. It's and incredible. Luck- luckily, they're, they're not too high up that Flash can't just open the door and toss it out. No. Blimey. Simpler times, as we say. Well, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, he chucks it out and then yep. calls the Earth and says, everyone, you've got to turn all your generators off. Because yes. it might interfere with the ship. Yeah. I don't and know they, what that's all turn, about. Yeah. They turn all the electric off in the world. In the world. So they yeah. can land. Yeah. And, and land they do. Um, but and luckily, just... when, when, they ring, when they're ringing up to say to the Earth to do this, um, his dad's by the radio. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Of all the people in the world, his dad's the one that answers the radio. Incredible, that. Yeah. yeah, and it just ends on a kiss, doesn't it? And a fade yeah. to black. Uh, well, at least this version, that's how this version ends. Um, do you think um, when this was shown weekly in the cinemas that people got to the final chapter like this and they were like, oh, it's, it's ended? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, in the strip, as I say, I mean, I haven't even got to, a, and it's only volume one that I've got, and it's an oh, immense God, thing. more volumes. Is yeah, how long yeah, did yeah. it go on for then, Flashback? Well, I don't know. It, 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 it was still in publication when, you know, the serials were coming out. So it's been going a good, I don't know, I think it's about 10 years, something like yeah. that, you know. I read, I read somewhere the other day that, they, they, they're, that they're publishing the final instalment. Do you remember Garth? Oh, I love Garth. I yeah, love and Garth. I thought, that's still going? I remember that as a kid. Oh, no, no. Garth, actually, I'm a small divergence. We'll come back to Flash in a minute. But no, he was in the Daily Mirror and yeah. and he actually started off in the 40s. Garth actually oh, started Garth. in the 40s. Wow. Yeah, all the way through. I remember it from the early 70s when Frank Bellamy was, was on yeah. it. You know, most 
exquisite artwork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really he came back a few years ago. They resurrected him about oh, right. ten years ago or something. But it's nothing like how how good it. Well, was. he was a bit. He was a bit of a sexist pig, wasn't he? Oh yeah. Oh, I can't believe. Do I dare put them on Facebook? I suppose I could. I think you should, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, in a, the Daily Mirror, British, you know, newspaper yep. uh, strip. Um, th- it was a three-panel strip, maybe four panels a day. The amount of nudity, the amount yeah. of toplessness, is quite incredible. Right. I can remember as a, as a kid, that was like that was a bit of titillation for you. That and it? Benny so, Hill, yeah. yes. Yeah. So it's all we had. That's all we had. <laughs> so it's a wonder the species ever did repopulate. That's all we it's had. Yes. Um, now, in as I say, I've only got volume one, and I've yep. and I'm, I've only read up to roughly where the Hawkmen are. And then realise actually this is not coming back to the serial at all. Yeah. And what if it does? That? I bet it must do. I don't know. I'll, I'll let you know if I, if it does. But it, from what I can see, and this is just volume one, Flash never goes back to Earth. It's like he's stranded. Right. It's like he's yeah. now John Carter of Mars. Yeah. I, and do you know what? Do you know what I'm thinking now. Does it give you the published dates on each strip? Because oh. I bet it caught up. I bet the, when the film was being made, that's where it diverts. Oh. Because they, they oh, literally, yes. yeah. Yeah, because they didn't know. They didn't know. The end hadn't been written at that yeah. point. Yeah, that yeah. would be very interesting. Is Yeah, that comes out just about this the Hawkman bit. That's the, the equivalent of, of um, Game of Thrones diverting from the novels because the novels haven't the end it hadn't been written yes yeah so yeah oh they, yeah no I, I think you might have hit your hit the nail on the head there all right um so behind the scenes well we've been talking about a lot of the stuff um but uh yeah uh, even though you know it's got quite a large budget um this uh this serial it did reuse an awful lot of stuff yes. and, and you, you know music you know there's music from the Frankenstein films, there's Invisible Man in there as well, the Black Cat. Yep. Um, there's a lot of classical music. Um, yes, the, yeah. Yeah, the, the opening music, um, the opening uh, is um, Good Friday Prelude by Richard Wagner and uh, Sym- Symphonic Poem Les Preludes by Franz Liszt. Yeah, don't forget though, it's not that that earlier that like Dracula and the, the mm-hmm. Universals, we that's all they used was classical music. Swan yes. Lake was yep. The, yep. the horror theme. They would open um, with it, wouldn't yeah, they? Yeah, they would yeah. open with it. And also, it's the fact that, because we look at it now and, and you think, oh, what a cheek they reuse and everything. Of course, it wouldn't have been then because you, no one would have had bought the score to no. uh, Bride of Frankenstein on record or CD. Or, there was no, you know what I mean? And they you did. only ever saw these things in the cinema. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The other thing they were reusing, as we've been saying, are the sets. Yes. Um, so yeah. so you've got bits from uh, Bride of Frankenstein. The castle interiors from Dracula's Daughter is in there. Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> idol from The Mummy. Yeah. Uh, the opera house interiors from Phantom of the Opera are in there. And uh, the outer walls of Ming's Castle were actually the cathedral walls from Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, right. So, yeah. Um, definitely a case of reusing it. The most staggering... Um, uh, fact on behind the scenes to do with yeah. special effects. Um, I was staggered with it when I found out when we did the first one with Tim, and I'll, I'll stagger you with it now. Is that yeah. Zarkov's rocket, yeah. okay, was 
actually reused from something else. It wasn't oh, what was created. That originally in there? It's for a 1930 science fiction comedy called Just Imagine. Wow. Right? So you think Zarkov's ship is a classic and it fits right in. It's an right iconic in. Flash Gordon But it's design, not. But it's, it, not. it's been reused oh, well, in the Lord. same way the, the sets and the music was. So was that spaceship. The Ming ones, of course, with their lovely you know, side yeah. tubes and stuff like that, they, they were created for Flash Gordon yeah. based off of the Zarkov one. It's a variation on the Zarkov one. You know? um, so that's weird, isn't it? That it, it was yeah. actually made for a science fiction comedy. You don't think of many science fiction comedies from uh, you know, 1930. But, no, uh, I bet it's not. I bet it's not held up as a comedy. But... It might be a, a, a lost film as well, you know. Oh, right. Okay. Mm. And that's it. Uh, that's all I have on behind the scenes. Um, I didn't ask you at the top of the uh, recording. Um, what, do you have anything in the way of uh, paraphernalia and, and goodies uh, for uh, Flash Gordon? Yeah, I mean, I've still got my, you know, remember the screaming quarter scale kit they did? Now, Flash. Where, have I've you got, got both of them? Attic. No, I've only got the the one where he's in the. Uh, I think it's the uh, Conquers the Universe uniform. You know, the very yeah. double breasted. Where he's pointing the gun. Yeah, he's holding the gun above his head, um, and he's he's standing with his legs akimbo in a really weird pose. That's yeah, see, that's what always put me off. Do. I've yeah. I've I've made for a friend. I I built and painted both. You know, and yeah. and it's the pose of Flash which always always yes. put me off. Well, I used to find that with all, a lot of the screaming kits. Um, Anyone listening that doesn't do modeling, Screaming was a, a United States company that they were sort of the first big producers of vinyl kits. Mm. Um, one but quarter they always, scale as well. Yeah, one they? quarter scale. Always huge, very, very expensive, mm. um, and always in very weird poses. Yes, yeah. Um, but having said that, I mean, the Ming is is yep. a damn near classic. You know, that yes, was a terrific... Yeah. I, I don't like the way he's pointing a gun because it wasn't very often Ming would point a gun. No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. He'd get some underling to do. Yeah, it. but no, that's a fantastic, Underbeam. fantastic. Yeah, you know, very good. Uh, that was a fantastic model. That Ming. yeah, I do. I mean, I'll, I'll um, I got some photos of it somewhere. I'll kick about and I'll send them off, and you can put them on Facebook. But the the sculpt, the facial sculpt of Larry Buster Crab was just astonishing. Mm-hmm. It's really good likeness. Um, I'm trying to think whether I don't. I, I've got somewhere kicking about a, an old eagle model making book. Remember the eagle magazine, yes. and it's it shows you how to make Flash Gordon style rocket ships out of balsa wood. I remember that. Um, I haven't really got much else to be honest. You say this. You you got the screaming kit up in the attic. Is it built in up in? Yes, the attic? yes, it's it's built up. Yeah. So what did you decide? Because it's black and white. What did you decide to do color wise for? Uh, I I did them in like a green uniform. I think I may well have chosen the colour purely on that I had a lot of that paint. Ah. Because it's a massive kit. You know, I think it, it, I, I had a couple of pots of this green colour and I used that for his uniform. Yeah, it does use up the paint, yes. that, oh, that, that amount of yeah, surface area. Certainly. I, I think green is logical because a, yes. I've, I did read that a lot of the costumes were, you know, adapted from Robin Hood productions. Yeah, well, that's, I think that's stuff. probably what went through my brain was that it's like Robin Hood, Lincoln Green. That mm. makes sense. Mm. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll dig some photos out and set them. All right, send them to you, and then you put them. But, but yeah, I'm just trying to think what else because there, there wasn't other than 
for this version of Flash Gordon, there's not a lot of um, not a lot of merchandise. I got the two DVD sets of of Conquers the Universe, mm-hmm. of course. I don't know. It'd be interesting. I might. I'll see if I can dig them out because it might be the same set you've got because there's been so many versions. Of Mine's it got. It, it, it's a box set and it's blue. I think the main oh, color right. is blue. No, my, mine is two uh, two separate volumes. No, mine's all together. All right. Ooh, oh, we'll have yeah. to compare and contrast. I'll have to compare because it'd be interesting because it's all public domain, isn't it? I yes. Think. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or assumed to be. I'm not entirely sure it is. Mm. You know whether Universal still own it. Um, mm. I suppose I've got a uh, I've got a soundtrack of the music, but it's actually called Bride of Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very good. Very yeah. good. Um, um, but no, I haven't got anything else. I don't think. Have okay. You got, uh, no. Have you got no, from the film. I've got. I've got nothing. I, I've just, you know, made a few rocket ships in the style yeah. of the '30s Flash Gordon, but that's about it. You know. Hmm. All right. Well, I said compare and contrast. Shall we compare and contrast on rating? Uh, yep. If you can give us an overall on what you think of the effects, you know, be them the flying ships, the the wrestlers with their teeth, the. Oh, dear. Uh, you know? Well, yeah. I, as I know, I mean, it's difficult because some effects are really good and some effects are really bad. But they're all they're all of 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 the age of the, yes. uh, the production, aren't they? So they're not. You're not going to look at them and go, "Oh God, that's real." Um, I, but I don't I, think I, the audience I, at the time thought, "Oh, that, that's no, a real Hawkman so. flying. Yeah. That's a real city so in I, the sky." Yeah, I mean, they they do. I I, I work on on. Do they do the job that they're there for? And on the whole, they do. But some of them don't. Like, say, the Hawkmen are not really good. Um, so I'd probably go... I'd go a, a strong six okay. out of ten for it. Because it's iconic. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's it's brilliant. No. But I do... Like, the ships... I, if it was just the ships, I think they would get a much higher score. But with everything else included, yeah, that's six. Hmm. I mean, they must be doing something right if, if you know, we remember it all these years oh, later yeah. and, um, you know, do podcasts on it. So, so and, and yeah, they sometimes, yeah, they, you do go, mm, I don't know. But they've yeah. got a charm to them, though, oh, haven't that, they? Oh, that's the word. They've got charm. Yes. And I think that's, had they been, had they been realistic, I don't think they would have the charm. Well, this is going to be interesting because, you know, um, I've given it a seven. You've given yeah. it a six. That's a six and a half, right? Yeah. It's going to be interesting because in one week's time, Andrew and I are doing exactly the same thing. We're doing our yeah. rating on the effects of the 1980 version. Yeah. And let's just see if that gets a six and a half or more or less. You know, That would be really interesting because I remember when that came out, that was absolutely slated for the special effects on it that they were abysmal mm-hmm. um i think it's had a bit of a, a renaissance hasn't it yes since yes um i do like them but yeah it, there's a lot I, there's a lot of um the equivalent of green screening <laughs> going yeah, yeah, on yeah. Yeah. in that film all right well but of course yeah we but you know we both know martin and he did martin bauer he did the, a lot of the effects for that didn't he, he did he did and we've got yeah. a bit of an exclusive next week with him oh. as well so yeah all right. Okay. Well, thank you for this this evening. Yeah, it's it's, it's been great it. It was, going back to seventies yeah. school holidays. It has. So this because it's a long time since I've done a effectively speaking. Because mm. normally we we're just discussing uh, Doctor Who and Mad and, Max. Uh, Mad Max. Yeah. Um, so it's been really nice to revisit something that that in all in all fairness I probably wouldn't have revisited on my own. Mm. I think that it was very much a. 
that's compartmentalized and it's been put away and i probably wouldn't have voluntarily gone and watched it mm. um but i'm so glad i did i sat and watched it and enjoyed it and i think I mean, Anne sat and watched it. I think it helps that it was only, what, it's about an hour and six minutes uh, yes, long. Yes, yes. <laughs> mad short film. Um, but yeah, it's, it's certainly worth, if you can't devote an hour of your time to go and watch this, then then you, you, you know, there's something wrong. Go and yeah. do it. You'll enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, no. Thoroughly enjoyable, wasn't yes, it? Thoroughly, yeah. absolutely enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, then. Um, I've got to talk to you in a minute once we've stopped recording about our next little venture okay oh very good very all right okay all right well thank you then ian nice one. no right. problem great cheers ed thanks right. then bye bye, bye. bye.